All right, so Ryan, I've got good news and I've got bad news. What is your bad news, Paul? Bad news, we had two people that said our last episode was our worst episode. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. What? <laughs> you got you got to hear the fucking good news, though. <laughs> Someone else said it was the best episode? We had four people say it was the best episode we ever had. <laughs> that also doesn't surprise me, because really that could have gone either way for me. Yeah, I think I think it was a little swingy, but uh, it sounds like people were very captivated by Ian's weird stories of people with possums yeah. and just craziness. <laughs> so there was some enjoyment there. So it'll be a little little different tonight. Originally, we were going to have Craig McKenzie on talk a little bit about organ de- uh, or organized dentistry, but he had to he had to pull out at the last minute. So we're not we're not going to get pregnant with his uh, podcast love child at this juncture. So we'll have him on on the next one. So, uh, anything new and exciting in the world, Ryan? Any crazy stories from the last couple of weeks? Um, I feel like there's some that I told you, but I don't remember what they are. And that's my problem. I I leave and I call you and I'm like, listen to this crazy thing that happened today. And then two weeks later, I I don't remember what that crazy thing was. I had one today and it was just like uh, last patient thought I was going to get out early. And I had one of those people that just needs a lot of re-education. You know, like they watched the fucking root cause documentary and they're all worried about root canals and they afraid of an implant because that's a foreign thing. And, you know, but at the same time, it's like they have this giant gaping hole in the, in the 14 area with this broken festering tooth that they've been squirting all matter of holistic bullshit on for like years and years. And there's just pus seeping out of it. It's like, heard all about that stuff but do you do you see this thing spitting cottage cheese out of your gums like (laughs) you need to worry about this thing um so trying to get her on board with uh just you know getting the extraction and and preparing the site for an implant definitely something that you know we we were talking about you know i don't even know if i could do the graft at the time of the extraction with how bad this is it might be you know something we have to graft later or graft with the implant and she's like well, uh, a bone graft, I don't want any strange chemicals in, in my mouth. It's like, it's not, it's not a strange chemical. It's, it's bone. It's like, well, where do you get the bone from? It's like, well, we have this guy. His name's Jeff. Yeah, anytime <laughs> I need some bone, he comes in. I cut off one of his fingers, put it in a spice grinder, you know, stick him out. It's just it's fucking cadaver bone. It's on a shelf over there. It's uh, on a shelf. I got to go get it on the shelf. shelf. Where the and, fuck else do you think I'd get it from? And and you crazy lady, the stuff that I'm gonna the the crazy chemicals I'm gonna put in your mouth are probably not worse than the crazy chemicals you've been squirting in there to try and get rid of this infection. No shit, right? So that was that was kind of one I had the, uh, today, and I had someone else that uh, patient of record. So let me let me give you the scenario. They're patient of record, haven't been in in like six, seven months, they had a crown come off when they were eating Easter candy, not a crown that you did. Okay. What do you put it on as the, on the schedule for? Limit exam PA. Limit exam PA, 100%. Yeah, they flipped the fuck out. They said, any dentist I've gone to in the past, they just stick the crown back on for me. Well, I'm going to uh, do that. I'm going to charge you for a limit exam PA, and I'm going to charge you to re the crown. 
Yeah, yeah. It just it just blew my mind. I can't. So you're not you're not the other dentist that's just like, oh, the, the Easter candy got you. Yeah, I'll just shove that back on. This no, no. They're if they come in and if they, if it's something I've touched, you know, it's a crown that I've done. I'll I'll resubmit it on there. I've only had that happen once. Um, but you've only had to resubmit one of your crowns. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's you know, awesome. My, I, I, I love our protocol. I have, but I also don't bond. I don't do a lot of Emacs. I do zirconia and gold, and that's pretty much all I do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've only had to resubmit one. So, but if it's something I haven't done, it's like not my work, and I'm going to charge you for it because legally I am now tied to this tooth. So there, you need to have have something financially vested there for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just like you said, it's just like, you know, adjusting someone's denture or something like that. Like once you do it, you own it. It's like, once I yep. re-cement this thing, I own it. So I'm going to fucking examine it. I'm going to take a PA. I'm going to, yep. you know, make sure you don't have a fucking vertical root fracture or anything else going on before I stick this thing on here. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, there, you know, there's the few that have ruined that for me where I've told somebody like, Hey, you, you need a new crown like this you know, gold crown's got a perforation and there's one patient that comes to mind and they were like, well, I don't want to do that today. Can we just reset the crown on today and we can get the crown done at a later point. And I was like, yeah, no, no problem. That sounds totally fair. You, I've told you, you need a new crown. We're good. The crown has a perforation. I said, doesn't have any, you know, gooey suction. And so it came off like three days later and they called my front office pissed. I paid for this and they didn't, it only lasted, it barely lasted me to the parking lot. And it's like, okay, well, it's lasted two, three days. So it's a little bit farther than the parking lot. Unless you live in my parking unless lot. Unless you walk really slow. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, I think that's where documentation really comes into into play because my front office was able to look at the chart and be like, well, he told you that you need a new crown. He planned a new crown. You refused it. So you kind of knew what you were getting into and they were like, oh, I'm going to a different doctor. And I was like, okay, have fun. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely, it's always those times when you're, it's like, you're really trying to help someone out. It, it comes back to burn you. But always uh, it's funny. That. You, you mentioned the parking lot. Cause when I'm doing stuff like that, it's like, okay, you definitely need a new crown. We're going to get you in in two days to do that. But for today, I'm going to put this on for you and we're going to give it the parking lot guarantee. I guarantee I it will get you to the parking lot. But I, beyond that, who knows? Yep. I've had a couple where I've given the front door guarantee. Dude, it is so windy at my house right now that it literally sounds like like the street sign outside that I can see is like waving in the wind. Oh, that's not so you, freaking hard. I'm getting some weird like uh wind noise from you, so it's it's like, oh, so that's what that is. Yeah, it's no, actually it's the wind. Hurricane outside. It is actually the wind. <laughs> So I'm envisioning your house getting sucked up and you're going to be like Dorothy <laughs> fucking Please Herbert's going to be like Toto. <laughs> oh, Herbert. We had a fun weekend, though. I'll give you my weekend. We Yeah, run it. Yeah, so I'm kind of out of the dentistry loop. So my wife is 23 weeks pregnant with twins. And we had originally planned to take like a big moon to kind of have our last little hoorah before babies come. Uh and so two weeks ago when we did our anatomy scan, our, our OB told us that he didn't want us flying and we were really disappointed. Um, all kinds of fun complications that can happen with twins. But 
So Wednesday, her appointment was on Thursday. I'd taken Thursday off. She'd taken Thursday off and she'd taken Monday off. So we had like a five day weekend planned and we were kind of like him and Han about potentially flying somewhere, but we didn't really know what we were going to do. So we Wednesday at 1130, I booked flights to Phoenix. Uh, because there was a, if you cancel within 24 hours, um, you get all of your money back. So, and her appointment was at like nine o'clock on Thursday. So I was like, well, I'm going to book these tickets and give myself a little leeway. Anyway, he says we can't fly, then I can get a refund and we can figure out what else we're going to do. So we went to our appointment on Thursday. He said, everything was good. He said this, everything looks good. It's probably the safest time for you to fly. So we drove back home, packed up our stuff as quick as we could, drove to the airport and we got through security and looked at each other and we're like, we don't even know where we're staying. We like don't have a rental car. We don't have any plans. <laughs> it was the most planned in advance instantaneous thing I could ever think of. <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty fun. It ended up being a good good five day weekend. Uh, well, nice. In the sun, so we just got back today. So if I and I think I got sick. I feel like every oh, no. time I travel recently, I get sick. Do you feel like that? Um, kind of. I mean, if I travel anywhere where it's like I'm, you know, going to something big, uh, like uh, a big convention or something like that, I, I think it's just I get run down because I don't sleep enough. So I get back and I have that like general kind of malaise, like I'm not really sick, but I'm not really well thing that kind of goes on. Well, I had to drink for two there, and I kept not wanting to drink, but I kept having to drink because she can't drink. And so right, right. I don't know what it was, but I definitely got a little little frog in my throat. But well, it's uh, you still sound good. You don't sound breathy. No, thank you. So. <laughs> it's did, I got you my uh, did you see that fucking pano that I posted today? Yeah, when you sent the group chat with all the glass and glass. Yeah, I was so like, what the hell? Because I mean, it's I took this pano and uh, up in like the right eye socket, there's just all this shit going on, and it looked like like someone had fucking snorted mar- marbles up their nose or something. <laughs> and I'm like, is that what Thomas said? I think it was what he had said. <clears throat> I was like, damn, what is this? And I'm like looking, I'm like looking on Dr. G's toothpicks.com and <laughs> fucking, I'm like, is orbital pathology? Do we ever cover that? I can't find anything. I'm looking at various things that sort of look similar. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. So I go in, I, I do the exam. And then I'm like, yeah, when I was taking your x-ray, I did notice kind of like uh, something going on up kind of in the area of the right eye. If you ever had any surgeries up there or anything, she's like, oh, yeah, I have a fake eye. And like 50 years ago, they filled my eye socket full of glass beads. So my fake eye would like roll around in the socket when I turned my head. Wow. (laughs) And she said it like never worked right. But yeah, it freaked me out on the x-ray. I can't imagine why it didn't work right. <laughs> I wonder that if that was so like, cool. you know, some uh, some eye surgeon just like, you know what I'm going to try? You know, glass eye is round. Marbles are round. wonder if I just fill the hole with some marbles if this will help. Do you imagine if you like turn your head and you just hear like that, that glass on glass rubbing sound? Like- Ugh. Oh man, that would be the worst. Terrible. 
Yeah, she was super nice. Uh, we're going to end up doing an implant and uh, a bridge in a place that we can't do an implant. Not in not in the eyeball. Just leaving that alone. Let somebody else take care of that. <laughs> they actually have some really cool, that's way out of my purview, or our purview, but they actually do have some really cool prosthetics they, they can do with eyes and stuff like that. Now. Oh, yeah, and with lenses and stuff. That was actually when I was in, like, anatomy and before I'd kind of, like, locked in that I was definitely going to do dentistry. Uh, some of the eyeball stuff is just really cool, but it's so tiny. I mean, we think teeth are tiny. It's like those little eye surgeries are, are pretty crazy. Um, so students are the Ask Dentistry Forum. Oh, I'm tired of students. Let's do dentistry. Okay, wisdom teeth extraction. Say I smoked <laughs> weed tonight, the 18th, and I have my extraction on the 21st. Would that cause any issues? I mean, depends on how good your fucking weed is. <laughs> You're high three days True. later. I want some of that shit. Changed my yeah. whole weekend up. Uh, you're fine. Yeah. No, the, your only, week. like, don't come to the appointment and be like, I'm high as shit, because then we have this weird dilemma where we have to consider whether or not you're able to sign consent forms. But, yeah, you're you're fine. Um, well, don't, like, smoke weed right after you get the extractions, because it'll give you, like, the dry socket. So use your edibles for that. <laughs> Man, it's like you practice in Southern Oregon. I know. I say shit like that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, edibles are fine. Yep. Someone asked me if they could like smoke a cigarette if they smoked it through their nose once. And I had to think about it long and hard. It's like I took out 29 or something. I was like, uh, I mean, if you want it that bad, like go for that it, just, I guess. That just sounds really terrible. I could never... I could never inhale tobacco as hard as I tried. It always just made me cough and then mm. just burn. So uh, the fact that you would do that through your nose hole sounds exponentially worse. Did you yeah, tell them that by smoking it backwards, you would be okay with that if they smoked it backwards? <laughs> no, I was like, uh, what do you mean? Like rectally? What? What is backwards? <laughs> just shove it. It'll be great. Just, yeah. No, I think I went into some weird, like... Like, oh, well, you know, nicotine uh, inhibits angioneogenesis. And I just ducked out of the room because I didn't know what else to say. I'm like, I don't know how to answer your question. No, don't do that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, cigarettes bad. Edibles you, good. Edibles good. Um, do you do anything different when you're taking teeth out on someone who, like, I have people that smoke, they come in and, you know, you can obviously tell. And so we'll, I'll take the tooth out and I'll look at them and be like, okay, are you going to be able to not smoke for me for at least the next 72 hours? And sometimes they're like, yeah, I have patches, I'll be fine. Or sometimes they look at me and they laugh and they're like, no. Do you have anything that you do different in those scenarios? Not really. I mean, yourself? if I have someone that I, I think anecdotally, if people are, are like if they like smoked a joint right before they come come in, you need slightly more anesthetic with them. I don't know how true that is or not. It's just kind of what I've noticed. So if I suspect that someone had a joint in the parking lot, I'm like, well, let me give you a little extra juice. But as far as like afterwards, if we're someone I know that's, you know, going to smoke or smoke weed afterwards, I just go into the dry socket thing a little bit more. 
Um, cause that way, if it does happen, it's like, see, I told you about this. I'm not gonna, you know, break my neck trying to get you in to fucking irrigate it. I've been kind of mean <laughs> and mean from a surgical standpoint where like, you just it, put the handpiece into their gums. Yeah. Uh, here, nice. let me start your, let me start your dry socket for you. Um, <laughs> No, like if I look at them and they laugh and they're like, no, there's there's no way. Like I'm going to smoke as soon as I leave here. Um, I'll flap a little bit more so that I can get primary closure and then throw a call plug in there mm. and suture it over so I have primary closure. And then I don't, I don't know if it's it does anything, but I haven't had to see one of them for a dry socket. Okay. So Yeah. Well, I think dry socket, realistically, like you, you got to work to give yourself a dry socket. You know, it's people what, where I've seen it. It's like someone ir- like purposefully irrigated out the socket or started picking at it because they're like, oh, it's infected tissue. It's like, no, that was just like fucking fibrous plug there. Yeah. Gone now. Um, but yeah, I think most I would I'd say probably 90 percent of the time that what we call dry socket is just people being a little bitch. <laughs> that's probably also fair i never had one until i came over here but i also didn't take out very many teeth so yeah i never thought it'd be like with you know practicing in portland it was all young people so i like never took teeth out now it's like if a day goes by that i don't take a tooth out it's it's, it's not a full day of dentistry yeah uh, i agree with that i i, I kind of hit for the cycle today i did like some crowns some fillings some implants, some extractions. It was a, it was a good day. Nice. Sorry, I'm scrolling. A lot of these are like, my filling fell out. It's like, that sucks. Sorry that your filling fell out. So you've only ever had one crown come off, which I'm, I'm amazed about. I went through a period where I had a lot of second molar crowns that kept coming off. And then I realized mm. like, you know, I need to do gold on second molars. And then I haven't had issues since then. Yeah, um, I also just switched up my my routine. Went back to putting mar- actual margins on my crown, so we'll see if that changes it. But I mean, Relax looting is such a good material. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's been around for so long that it wouldn't still be around if it's not if it wasn't a good material. So I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. So uh, with fillings coming out, like how rare is that of an occurrence for you? Class fives, it happens more than I'd like it to. Yeah. Um, I think that's everybody. Class fives are just a pain in the ass. And, and you know what other filling I really struggle with? That if I never had to new, do another one of them, it, I'd be okay. Was that? Stupid class threes on lower anteriors. Yeah, I hate those. You get a cavity on twenty four. Guess what? I'm just gonna take it out. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I had a, I think it was on twenty six, but yeah, it was like a DL or something. It's just it was a pain in the ass to do, and uh, you know I, I felt like I isolated it really well and everything went, but it came out. I redid it in uh, Fuji. Now I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, it'll it'll stay there, but yeah, and like I just. I have a bunch of old people, so I get these really nasty, like, two millimeter sub GDL on 26. And it's like, I can't get anything down there to restore this. This is terrible. Okay, if, if any of you know a way, I have a way to restore those. Let me know, because I, I haven't figured it out. Okay, here's it. Ryan, I don't know that you're the type of per- the right person to answer this question, but I'm going to let you answer it. 
Is $440 a good fair price for two fillings? What kind of fillings? Are they uh, sounds like M-O-D-O. I think that's a pretty fucking price. It's cheaper than me. It sounds probably right about my fee schedule. You know, give or, give or take 50 bucks. I don't, I don't exactly know what our fees are, so. <clears throat> yeah, here's a good but one. It doesn't sound unreasonable. So this this is a question, and I'm not going to read the whole, th- the whole thing. I'm just going to read the title, and it is, Why Do I Have to Get a Crown? And I feel like a lot of times we have to explain uh, to patients on like, you know, they're like, oh, I had a, my filling broke or something. And you're like, eh, you need a crown. Because really the filling's still there. Half your tooth came off. You know, how do you go about explaining why you need a crown and you can't do a filling? Intraoral photos and x-rays, man. Well, oh, sure. But I mean, give me the verbiage. I mean, unless, are you just no. putting them on the screen and you just point at them like that, that black guy that does all the like <laughs> meme videos, you know what I'm talking about? Just the yeah. two hands, like, there you go. Yeah. I mean, essentially like I'll, you know, I'll, a lot of times before I get in the room, you know, we're at a point now with, with my team where they know what I'm going to recommend. So <laughs> it's like before I'm even in the room, they've already set up for whatever they think we're going to do. And usually they're right. Um, but I just tell them, hey, that, you know, if this were my tooth, this is this is what I do. This is the x-ray. You can see how deep this filling goes. Or, you know, you can see how big this cavity is. And then I'll pull up the intraoral and say, hey, you know, like, same thing. And I'll kind of outline it on the screen for them. You know, I'm going to have to take all this away. Or this piece of your tooth is missing. And really, we just want to get your tooth under a uniform charge so it doesn't break on you. And... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like to I like to throw around the word, and I think I've said this in the past. Predictability. It's like you know the most predictable thing we can do here is is a yeah, crown a or implant or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, I and mean, predictability is a good way to put it too. So uh, here's a person that's uh, just kind of complaining about stuff their dentist says, and it sounds like their dentist is kind of a dick. But I'm going to read some of these. They're like, I live in a small town, so I have almost um, I have almost no option to switch to another dentist, but I do not like the way my dentist speaks to me. It makes me very anxious. For context, these were a couple of comments. When I first opened my mouth, he said, uh-oh, hope you're comfy, because this is cavity central. He was probing a cavity, and he said, oh yeah, that's a nice deep one. When I complained something hurt, he said, well, unfortunately, you don't brush your teeth and have lots of cavities, so it's gonna hurt. <laughs> I like this guy. Got more balls than yeah. I do. Uh, kind of reminds me of Lance. Uh, <laughs> have you uh, like? Have you found yourself like you say something later on? You're like, oh shit, that's kind of fucked up that I said that, or maybe heard an associate or any anyone else kind of say something like that to a patient. No, because I well, I mean, not recently because I stuck my foot in my mouth so many times the first six months out of school mm-hmm. that I really kind of pound it back um but i i try and keep it really professional because even when i you know even when i tease my hygienist i have patients that are like he doesn't talk to her very nice he obviously doesn't respect her and it's like no that's that's actually couldn't be further from the truth yeah yeah i try i try to you know do anything i can to you know put people on ease and uh you know i'm i feel like it doesn't doesn't matter uh, you know, what state you're in, 
you know, you, you came in, like you're, you're doing the right thing. It's like, you got to start somewhere and, you know, it's like, we're just going to put together a plan that's, uh, you know, predictable and, you know, no judgment will we'll get you through it. But I did have this associate that, uh, she came in and she, she was like a hundred years old and, uh, you know, she was on her, on her way into retirement, but I had this one, um, patient and I tried to put like, just like really easy shit on her schedule. She didn't seem like she wanted to do anything. And she was, like I said, kind of complaining and whatnot. So I had this guy that needed like a single DO filling. And he was a guy that when he first came, like he needed some extractions and he's like the most dentally anxious person I'd ever seen. And he had to like do like one of those visits that you would do like in pediatrics where you just come and meet the dentist and nobody <laughs> does anything and you kind of show him a mirror and like you just talk to him and then he goes away you know we had we had a friendly visit with a fucking 22 year old but i got his wisdom teeth out and i did some fillings i did his crown he had one fucking like do on 12 it's all that's left and i got him there it was really easy and it was really straightforward cavity well the next thing i know like there's like a weird screaming match down the hall and then he like runs out the fucking building <laughs> shit happened in the hygienist uh or not the hygienist the assistant comes to me and she's like oh my god the dentist just told him to stop being a pussy fuck just like a hundred year oh god <laughs> <laughs> no we uh we luckily got rid of her and uh you know we Colin did some apologies and, you know, assured him that she wouldn't be there. And I finished his 12 DO and he's amazingly enough been regular on hygiene visits since then. But I feel like so terrible for that guy. Cause he like made like huge strides to like get there and then he like twitched in the chair once. And this lady just went fucking ape shit on him. <laughs> She's been doing it long enough. She, she has some patience for his bullshit. She's like, I just need to get this done. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder is it's like is that where I'm headed? One day I'm just like fuck you. No, because you're we were, dumb too. Yeah, no, because we were I mean maybe, but we were trained. I feel like we were trained differently, and I feel like our generation's just a lot different of a provider. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely one of the things like uh I don't know that eventually led me to dentistry. It's just like I'm gonna be better than the dentist that worked on me as a kid, because I just remember like just being like super shamed like anytime i was in there and just like it always hurting and being horrible it's just like you know if i can make my patients laugh here and there i feel like i'm doing an okay job yeah i mean that's that's what it's about it's it sucks for everyone and letting them know that it's gonna suck but you're okay or you're not okay but you're helped and there to help them through the suck is kind of Helping through the suck. I like it. Yeah. This is just a sad, sad Reddit. Like everything is like, I need a root canal, but I can't afford it. What's my other option? It's like, eh. It's the old yeah. yoinky yoink. Yep. Cold steel and sunshine, my friend. Yeah. I had one of those the other day where it was like, patient didn't have 30, 31 had a cavity. It was totally savable. And she's like, nope, I just want it pulled. And so I ended up having like a 15 minute conversation with her of like, I can save this tooth. You mm -hmm. are going to miss this tooth. And she was like, nope, I just want it pulled. I, I have a certain amount of money saved up to get my teeth fixed. And that isn't in the budget. So I just want it pulled. And I'm like, okay. 
Whatever. Yeah, that's always rough because, like, on key teeth, like canines, like, man, I will do everything I can to try to save this canine and to get you to appreciate the value of a fucking canine. Canine and, like, first molars, it's like, you know, these are so just damn important and they're, like, impossible to do anything long-lasting to replace other than, like, an implant if you lose one. Okay, here's the last question we're going to do from Reddit and then we can just talk about pop culture bullshit. But when is pain not normal and is considered an emergency? When you have it. No, no, seriously, like dental pain. When, when is it an emergency? When oh when is it an emergent thing? Like not like, hey, just take some fucking ibuprofen. Uh I would say when you've got swelling. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Swelling is a sign that there's a lot lot going on and something that's pretty uh, you know, uh pretty important that we get get taken care of. And if uh someone has swelling, like if I get a call over the weekend and it's just like, oh this, blah, it's like okay. Like, is it is it swollen? Like, how how swollen is it? Are you getting swelling? It's like you know, realistically, you might want to go into urgent care or the ER if you got a lot of facial swelling. And I would say if it's if it's affecting your, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm your speech, your airway. So. Yeah, your speech, your airway because you're swollen. <laughs> I can't breathe. Yeah, go to the emergency room. It's probably not um, anything to do with your teeth, but can't breathe. Yeah, don't I mean, as far as like it. As far as a true emergency, like I, I, that would be, that would be a true emergency for me. We call a lot of things emergencies that aren't actually emergencies and treat them as urgent care visits that aren't actually, but. Yeah. I mean, there's very like a true emergency, like I think emergency, like threatening your life. Um, we don't really deal with that. That's not like a dental thing. Um, all right. I got one for you, Paul. I found, I, okay. I hopped on the red and I found one. Nice. Um, so do you have products that you, retail products that you sell in your office? Um, we sell like the Oral-B to electric toothbrush. Okay. And then I think I like we've got fucking, uh, you know, Floridex or Prevenant 5000 or whatever. But I would like to get that, Prevenant no. 5000. So yeah. expensive. Um, so we do. We sell, we've got Floramax because I can get it cheaper which means i can sell it cheaper to my patients i already get prevalent and i have to sell it like 40 dollars a tube and no one's paying that and then we sell um we might be bringing in a water pick and it's not actually a water pick it's by boost or something like that um and then we've got a mouth mouth rinse named or called stance that we that i really mm -hmm. like that we sell and then corax steam uh, but this Reddit says, my dentist tried to push doTERRA mouthwash on me at my last visit. Do I need to do need a new dentist? You know, it, it's one of those things like you should fucking wash out your mouth, dude. And if I have something in the office, it's like, hey, this is this is good shit. Uh, we sell it here. It just depends. Like, I, I hate going to a doctor and like getting something like really pushy on me. But if they're like, hey, you need a toothbrush. We sell this one here. And you're like, no, nah, I want to go to Costco. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Just so long as you get one. That's not a big deal. But if it's like, you know, you're walking out to the car and like someone jumps out of a bush. Oh, you forgot to buy your fucking doTERRA mouthwash. Like that would be a little, a little weird, well, I guess. But I wouldn't probably get a new dentist over it. Well, so this is an interesting one for me because you know what doTERRA is, right? Uh, no, I don't it's, think I do. It's, it's essential oils. Oh, yeah. Get a new and, dentist. Fuck that. And it's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, and it's like a it's like a MLM or a multi level marketing. Oh God! Yeah, run, run! Don't Um, don't get MLM shit. Yeah, sorry, I didn't I didn't realize what that was. I was still kind of kind of thinking about water picks, and it's like like normal normal things. Yeah, it's like no, no, you should use one of these. And it's like I don't really push mouthwash on anybody other than just me. And it's like yeah, mouthwash is good. You should use some. The stance mouth rinse that we that we sell, I literally can't keep it in the office. Really? Like I ordered two cases of it, and like so that's I don't know forty eight forty eight bottles of it. And my hygienist came up to me like a couple weeks later and was like, "Hey, so we're out of stance. and I was like, "What do you mean we're out of stance? Like I literally just ordered it. She was like, "We're out." Remember, I like went back and ran the code for. It. I was like, "Shit, we sold two cases in less than a month." Crazy. Is it like a Stannis fluoride rinse? Yeah, so it's a Stannis fluoride rinse. So one of my hygienists calls it her triple threat because mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, it's got really good perio effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's Stannis fluoride, and the way that they're using it, it doesn't stain like chlorhexidine does. So a lot of my perio patients that are on chlorhexidine they get all that staining they hate it so uh, and some doctor forever ago told me i need to be on chlorhexidine every day for the rest of their life which is fun to change yeah um she calls it her triple threat so good for your gums and we are actually seeing really good improvements uh helps with sensitivity because it's a fluoride rinse and helps with cavities because it's a fluoride rinse so um, and it doesn't taste like crap, which is that's nice. that's handy. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. That's how I tell it to patients: be like, "Hey, this is good for you, and it doesn't taste like shit." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, give me more of that." Yeah, when when people like, I was just thinking back to my you know cottage cheese spewing you know number fourteen today and like the essential oils and things. That's like such a huge red flag to me when a patient starts talking about essential oils because it's like, ah. Uh, Anything I suggest, we're going to have some fucking biocompatibility fucking conversation, and you're going to spout a bunch of crazy nonsense, and I either have to correct you in a way that doesn't make you mad, or just let it go and, like, just have to deal with you. Or I'm like, let me let me refer you to some weird, like, I'll take your amalgam fillings out in some weird oxygen tent, Kona silence thing. dentist but we don't really have one down here well i'll tell you what dude you know do you have hbo max i do the fucking batman is on hbo max today which i have not seen so i'm kind of anxious to get the fuck off this thing and go watch it the new Batman. i love me some uh hufflepuff batman i I have no idea what you're talking about it sounds great oh i'm very excited for you but you, you do know that there's a new The Batman movie, right? I did not. Oh, okay. And Robert Pattinson, or whatever, the guy that was Cedric Diggory in uh-huh. Harry Potter, he's Batman now. Oh. Yeah. And I was that's, I was sorted in very exciting. I feel like you just think I'm dumb now. No. I, you and I are very... You're very... Uh, we talked about this before. You're you're very superhero oriented. 
comic You're like, I'm a man. I hunt and fish. You read comics no. and play with little models. No, and I, you make I know what and you're you make and you make badass costumes. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you don't care about the Batman, but uh, have you watched anything or anything recently oh. that's pretty good? We recently started watching Didn't Know Was a Thing, the whatever, How to Find Magnificent Beasts or whatever. The new one came out last week. And we didn't, Julian and I didn't know that it was a thing. So we saw the trailer to that and didn't realize there was a second one because we'd only ever seen the first one. So we're kind of with you. Was it yeah, good, so like we started, we started, we well, we started trying to watch the first one when we were in Arizona, and we kept falling asleep. So we're like halfway through it. I think we tried all three nights. That's not a really ringing endorsement for it. Uh, no, it was very good. It was just, I don't know, something about you're just really sleep. tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. But other than that, no, I haven't. We've been doing a lot of baby stuff and. We've had a lot of plans outside, so we haven't actually watched a watch of anything recently. Yeah. We've been, uh, Caitlin's been on kind of a, uh, a murder documentary kick. So last night we watched this one, and I think it was called Undercurrent or something, but it was about like uh, this guy who's like the Elon Musk of Denmark, basically. Like he builds submarines and rocket ships and has like, you know, SpaceX type company there. Um, but he built this submarine. And it was like the third submarine he built and it's like really cool and whatnot. So this journalist went out uh, to like interview him and like, he was like, yeah, do an interview, take a ride on my magic submarine. They go out to sea and then he comes back without her and they're like the coast guard. Cause they had fired the missing person for her. They're like, Oh, are you okay? And he's like, Oh, I'm fine. I mean, wait, my submarine's sinking. And then he like jumps out and like, intentionally sunk his submarine and it turns out he had lured her out there to like rape her he dismembered the body defiled it again and then like threw it overboard and tried to like all this stuff it was really fucked up this is the type of stuff my wife's into i like batman (laughs) (laughs) she likes weird fucking submarine murder uh there (laughs) you said submarine and murder and it uh actually sparked uh a documentary that's really good that you guys should watch if you haven't. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. Um, it's called Operation Odessa. Oh, that sounds and familiar. It's about a Russian mobster, a Miami playboy, and a Cuban spy who teamed teamed up to sell a nuclear submarine to the Colombian drug cartel. All right. And it's well, like, right after the Batman. We're doing that, dude. It is. That storyline is so insane. They like go to Russia and like buy all this crap and they're just like sending it to Colombia. It's the most crazy like transfer of military weaponry. Um, but you should definitely check that one out. It's really good. Deal. I'm into it. Well, Sounds like we're going to reconvene on Cinco de Mayo plus two with uh, little Mr. Craig McKenzie. And we'll kind of do a deep dive into ASDA and ADA and organized dentistry and all those people that want your money and if we think it's a good idea to give it to them or not. Is Craig still in organized dentistry? Is he like a 
a pro an ADA prodigy like he was a Asda prodigy? I assume so. I mean, I think right now he's the immediate past president of Asda. Either that or I'm off by a year, and he's the immediate off a year. past past. He's some type of IPP poo poo guy. That's all all I know. He's going to listen to this and be like, I hear you call. There was Johnny McEldoo and McGee and me And a couple of two or three went on a spree One day we had a bob or two which we knew how to blew The beer and whiskey flew and we all felt gay We visited McCann's, McLeman's, Humpty Dan's We then went into Swan's, our stomachs were to pack We ordered out a feed which indeed we did need We finished it with speed but we still felt slack Johnny McEldoo turned red, white and blue A plate of Irish stew he soon put out of sight He shouted out on gore with a roar for some more That he never felt before such a Keen appetite. He ordered eggs and ham, bread and jam, what a cram. At him we couldn't ram, though we tried our level best. For everything they brought, cold or hot, mad or not. It went down him like a shot, but he still stood the test. He swallowed tripe and lard by the yard, biggest guard. We thought it would go hard when the waiter brought the bill. We told him to give over, but he swore he could lower twice as much again and more before he had his fill. He nearly stopped a trot full of broth, says my grot, till the power of the tablecloth with you don't hold him in. When the waiter brought the charge, Michael Duke felt so large. Began to scowl and barge, and his blood went to fire. He began to curse and swear, tear his hair and despair. To finish the affair, called the shopman a liar. The shopman he drew out, and no doubt he'd clap. Mickle Dewey kicked about like an old football. Tattered all his clothes, broke his nose, I suppose. He'd killed him with a few blows in no time at all. Mickle Dewey began to howl and a growl by my soul. Threw an empty bowl at the shopkeeper's head. Struck a rakey pin, feel the skin off his chin. And the ruxes did begin, and we all fought and bled. The beaters did arrive, man alive, four or five. At us, they made a strike for the salt to march away. Bait for all the mate that we ate, stood a trait, and went home to ruminate on the spree that day.